I just want to get into that place of uh, right now of as we sing, uh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Fill this atmosphere. Um, I know the atmosphere is filled with the Holy Spirit. Right now, I just pray that each of your atmospheres, your area, what's around you and in your heart, be so filled and so saturated with the Holy Spirit right now that all the other stuff that you have your mind on that is not from the Holy Spirit be gone in Jesus' name. I just ask, Father, that you just open them up to hear your word today and let your word just overcome them and fill them and saturate them in a mighty way. Everybody said? Um, I want to share something with you um, in Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. So if you can turn there in your Bibles, Luke chapter 1. Now this is, um, we're going to talk about the story of Mary and how the Holy Spirit comes upon her and she becomes um, impregnated with the Word of God. And then the Word of God produces Jesus Christ in her. Now that's the story, but I want to take you deeper. Does anybody want to go a little deeper today? Anybody here to go a little deeper? I want to take you a little deeper and I want to show you how that actually is a picture of the church and a picture of you um, today if you will allow the Holy Spirit to show you those things. So it's in Luke chapter 1, and beginning in verse 26. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And um, again, Holy Spirit, just speak today. Um, Pastor Brenda said something about how it's um, God's supply. Matter of fact, it's, it's God's supply that's in us that allows us to do impossible things through financial areas and through the building. It's going to be God's supply that makes that thing go. Also, um, Crystal said something that she had a vision. How, how can um, God allow us to bend a bow of brass, uh, a spiritual weapon, and the spirit realm, it doesn't happen. How does he allow us to jump over a wall? Um, I'm sorry, in the spiritual realm it does happen, but in our flesh it can't happen. But I'm going to show you today how that can happen in you. Does anybody want to know how you can do that? Well, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. So let me read um, today, starting in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Let me just stop there for a moment. seems like every time you see an angel, every time you see Jesus, or any time God gives his word over us, he's always looking at us as how we are in our unstained innocence when we're filled with him. And so the angel seeing Mary as she is in her unstained innocence before God, favored and blessed. You know, each of you are favored and blessed if you've been born again. Every one of you. Matter of fact, a little later we're going to show how that word blessed can change your life. Um, when I say something to you all, when I see you all, or when I'm leaving you all, what is one word I always say? Blessings. Blessings. Or bless you. That's not by mistake. We are called to be a blessing. We are called to speak blessings unto others. I purposely am saying that because I'm putting a blessing on your life. Amen? Yeah. We are called to do that. And so the angel comes and blesses 
Mary and says that she has favor in her life. Verse 29, and when she saw him, she was troubled by the saying and considered what matter of greeting is that. Oftentimes we don't see ourselves favored and blessed by God and we see ourselves in the dirt and the mire of this world. And so it kind of like shocks us sometimes when we hear how God really sees us after he cleans us up. It's so cool. So she was like shocked by that. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great and be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Amen. Hey, guess what? We know the end of the story. His kingdom will have no end. No matter what's happening in the earth today, no matter what's happening in you today, Jesus' kingdom is going to have no end. Hallelujah. And then Mary said to the angel, How could this be since I, did not, I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And I'm telling you, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, it's power that comes upon us, just like in Mary. Now, verse 36 says, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her, who was called barren. And these are the two verses we'll camp on a little bit today, verse 37 and 38. For with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. That building, nothing is impossible. Why? Because with God, nothing is impossible. I want you to say that with me. Why don't you all say that with me? With God, nothing is impossible. 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 Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. I want to hear you say that. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Nothing's impossible with God. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Ooh. That, those words spring life and speak life. And the angel departed from her. I want to break down verse um, 37 just a little bit. I mean, it's a very simple verse. I mean, nothing will be impossible with God. But the word no thing here is two words, no, which makes sense. And then thing is, um, this word thing in here is actually from the root word of rhema. Rhema means a word. So no word. And it usually is used for a freshly spoken word from the word of God. So no freshly spoken word from God will be impossible. Does that make sense? And as I just expanded out, kind of give you the Neo version. Now let me break down impossible for you. Again, I'm going to break it down and kind of expand it out, almost like the Amplified Bible sometimes does. The word impossible means without ability. No word of God is without ability to perform itself. You all need to get this. Verse 37. No word of God is without ability to perform itself. You got to get that. You got to understand that. Why? 
I want to take you deeper today. I want to take you into something that hopefully will make sense to you. See, when the seed of the word comes into you, no freshly spoken word of God, no word of God that comes into you, if you accept it like Mary did, let it be done according to your word. Cannot, the word cannot perform. It will perform, I should say. It cannot, it will not fail in any way. So, here's the issue. How come we're not all walking in this like supernatural, cool stuff all the time? It comes down to the simple part of verse 38. Because God's word, it's impossible for it not to do what it's supposed to do. And it's a seed. And just like Mary was supposed to conceive the seed, her word was, let it be done unto me according to your word. How many in your life are saying, let it be done unto me according to your word? That takes faith to do that. Faith to believe that his word doesn't lie. Faith to believe that his word is yes and amen. Faith to believe that whatever his word says is the truth because it's impossible for God to lie. Any word of God, any word of God is going to perform when it needs to. So no word of God will not perform and it will always perform. Does that make sense? And I, I know I'm staying at this point for a minute or two longer than maybe you like, okay, I get it. No, I want you to get it in your spirit. This is important. I want you to walk out of here today changed. I don't want you to just say, oh, that was a great Sunday morning message. I want you to walk out that door and understand that you've got all the power of the living God that wants to be put with inside of you. The kingdom of God is with inside of you. All of it wants to come inside of you. And the only issue is what Mary said. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Or you can say, let it be done unto me according to the way I want to live my life. That's the only issue that's holding us back. If you're born again. That's the only issue. God's got all the power in his seed of his word. Thank you, Lord. Let me go to 1 Peter 1.23. We have been born again, not of a corruptible seed, not a worldly seed, but we've been born again of a incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. We have been born again by a seed that's incorruptible, that's been put inside of us. His word, his seed, we've been born again. And this word lives and abides forever. Amen? Every promise in the Word of God is yes and amen. And that seed, He wants to put inside of you. See, it's not about religious, man's religion, because religion is a good word, but man's religion sometimes by works. Let's see if I can work my way there. Let's see if I can do all these good things. It has nothing to do with our goodness. It has everything to do with what Jesus did on the cross and then him putting that word within us, which then becomes life and the power of the Holy Spirit germinates that seed within us and it produces something called fruit, which by the way, fruit is filled with seeds. And as fruit is produced in us, that seed then goes out into the world and we touch many with the word of God, which cannot go out void. It will accomplish what it set out to do. Conception cannot take place without the seed and for us to receive the seed. Let it be done unto me according to your word.
Matter of fact, all through the scripture, you see these parables of Jesus saying things about, you know, the seed and the tares and the, and the wheat. And, and, and he talks about these things. In Matthew 13, he's talking about a seed that's sown on ground. And in the middle of Matthew chapter 13, he begins to explain what this means. It means this, that the word of God is seed. The word of God is seed. And you're the ground. And when the word of God hits good ground, it germinates. Conception takes place. And the word of God cannot help but grow within you. And then that word within you begins to enlighten you. And fruit begins to be produced and you begin to touch others. That's how you grow in God. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Let me receive into this vessel, your word. And it says that the word is seed, and when it grows up inside of us, Jesus said sometimes it's going to produce a hundredfold, that's a hundred times its ability when it first went in. God's seed actually multiplies. Some it's going to multiply 60 times more. Some it's going to multiply 30 times more in you. The seed of God, not only is so powerful on its own, but it's actually going to multiply in you. That's pretty cool. I mean, come on, isn't that cool? God actually says it's going to either multiply 100, 60, or 30 times. Man, I would just love to have the seed working in its own self as it is right now. But it multiplies. Wow. God multiplies himself in you. <laughs> that is so good. The power of God's seed. Thank you, Lord. And it just all comes down to how are we going to receive it. Um, Isaiah 55.11 says that God's word is so powerful. Listen, it says this. So, God, so shall my word, this is God talking, be that it goes forth from my mouth. It does not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing that I sent it out to do. Every single time God's word goes out... If it's received, it's going to prosper. If it doesn't, it's, going to, it's still going to work because his, his seed works. It's, nothing's impossible with him. So the only issue is, is are you going to receive it according to your word? Let it be done unto me. Mm. Receive the word. Receive the seed. Um, Proverbs 20 verse 4 says, now listen to this. I want you to get this because this is sometimes how, I don't know, sometimes it happens to me. Probably not to you all. Proverbs 20, verse 4 says, If you're too lazy to allow the seed to be planted, if you're too lazy to plant seed, it says, it's too bad when you have no harvest on which to feed. If you're too lazy to allow the seed to come in, then you'll have no harvest. Are you allowing the Word of God to come into you? The Word of God is powerful. Are you allowing that seed to touch you? Are you allowing God's words? Are you allowing his life, his very life of his word to touch you and come into you? Because if you don't, you're not going to have a harvest on which to feed. Matter of fact, in the Bible, there's a, a law called seed time and harvest. There's a time for the seed to come in, and there's a time for an abundant harvest as that seed is producing. Amen? Let me go through a few other scriptures here. Our hearts were created by God to receive seed and bring forth fruit. 
Amen. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 15, as he's saying, hey, look, I'm the vine. I am your supply. I'm the one who gives you everything. And he says this in John 15, 3. The words that I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. That in enough is so cool. Basically, Jesus is saying, hey, if you, you've accepted my words, so now that the words that I've spoken over you have already made you clean. You're cleansed. You're already clean. You're already cleansed in my sight. The words I've spoken over you have already cleansed you. Then he says in John chapter 15, verse 7, he says it this way. If you step into life union with me, and my words live powerfully within you or in you, you shall ask what you desire, and it shall be done unto you. Wow. What a promise. What he's saying is, my live within the words that I've given you. Allow them to germinate. Allow them to grow within you. And whatever you ask, whatever you desire, you will have. That's Jesus saying that. Come on, someone's got to get happy about that. See, the word has power. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Life-giving healing words. Listen to this in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 21 and 22. Listen carefully, my dear child. So here the word of God is saying these words. Listen carefully, my dear child. Hey, hey, listen up. This is what he's saying. Listen carefully. I want you to get this, okay? Hey, listen up. Or I will get it better get back to Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep within your spirit. As you unwrap my words, they will impart to you true life, radiant health into the core of your very being. You want true life? You want radiant health in the core of your very being? Allow the seed of God's word to come and fill you. And again, it comes down to yielding. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Because the other end of it's all done already. The power is already done in him. See, it's impossible for God to lie. So everything in here, all the promises, everything he says is true. The only issue is, is are you allowing it to be done unto you according to his word? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me give you a couple more verses here, and then I'm going to have Jason come up and give a testimony about the power of one word. Can I share a secret with y'all? Does anybody want to know a secret? Let me give you a secret out of Scripture. Here's a secret for you. God says in His Word, He gives us a secret. Now listen, He says, If you wait at wisdom's doorway... Longing to hear a word every day. I'll just stop there for a minute. If we wait at wisdom's doorway, if we wait at, and Jesus is usually wisdom, right? So if we wait at the, he's all wisdom and all knowledge. If we wait at wisdom's doorway to hear a word every day. So if we want to hear a word from God, if we want to hear God's word, if we want to, and what's the easiest way to hear God's word? Read it. Yeah, it's actually in written form for us all. Or listen to it. You can listen to it too. Faith comes by hearing. 
Okay, so if you're waiting to hear a word every day. So every one of us can hear a word every day. It's some, not some mysterious thing. I can read right now a word, right now and hear a word. This is what happens. If you wait at wisdom door, doorway, wisdom's doorway, longing to hear a word every day, listen to this. This is what happens to you. Joy breaks forth within you as you listen for what I have to say. The fountain of life pours over you every time that you find me. And this is the secret of growing and the delight and favor of the Lord. It's the word of God pouring over us. And as it does, and we receive it, it brings joy into our heart. It brings delight to us. It brings favor of the Lord on us. This is pretty simple stuff. And sometimes we try to be religious and work at all this religious stuff when all it is is yielding to the power of the Holy Spirit's words within us and saying, let it be done. Let it be done. I yield this vessel to your word. It's that simple. We are called to produce fruit. Fruit carries seed. First Peter 4.11 says, If anyone speaks, anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If we're speaking, we should be speaking the words of God because we see how powerful the word of God is. So what comes out of our mouth should be under the power of the Holy Spirit and it should come out of our mouth and we should speak it. Let me give you another verse on that. Proverbs 15, 4 says, When you speak healing words, they offer others fruit from the tree of life. Whew. But unhealthy negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. Let me read that again. When you speak healing words, come on, because already the word is in you if you accepted it. If you speak healing words, you offer others from the tr fruit from the tree of life. But if we don't speak under the anointing, or we, don't, we speak our own way, listen, this is the other part of it. But unhealthy negative words do nothing but crush people's hopes. What are you going to speak out of your mouth? If the word of God is in you, what should be coming out of your mouth? Some people, you know, they get into this, well, I don't know what to say, or I don't know what God's given me. Just do it. Jason, why don't you come up and Jason's going to share a word that was given to him and the testimony of it and how cool God is and how he does stuff and sharing words with us. It's been a week and I'm still emotional. <laughs> I give my testimony this morning and I'm still emotional. Uh, it was last week. I was coming home from a family member's. And I decided I was going to stop at a little store to get a sandwich because they got the best ones in town. And as I was going through the front door, before that I was, I was alone. So I, I talked to God a lot and asking him for words of knowledge, asking him to help me with obedience and all this and that. And when I walked into the store, I heard, tell the man in the store blessing. I... I I thought I was going a little crazy because it was just blessing, not with an S. It was just blessing. Nothing more, nothing less. So I walked around the store, and there was no man in the store anywhere. So then I really thought I was losing my mind. 
until I got to the cash register and I seen a man sitting up there and I thought, hmm. But I couldn't get myself to do it. I could see in the man's face while he was sitting there that he was heavy. I knew that this word was just a simple thing to say, but I chickened out. And I left the store. But when I got to the other end of town, I couldn't take it no more. <laughs> and I had to turn around and drive back across town. And I asked if I could talk to the old man. And the cashier went up and asked him, and it took him about 10 minutes to come down or so. And he could just tell that something wasn't right. Well, by that time, I had done, I've been repenting and asking God to forgive me because I'm the one asking. God, use me. Because I've tried to help people on my own. It don't work. But I've witnessed God helping me help people. So I, I, was, I was pretty pretty emotional because here I asked the Father to help me help your, your children, God, and I chickened out. And uh, So when the guy come down, I asked him, could I have a moment with you, sir? And told him that I was emotional. He's like, well, you want to go outside, young man? And We went out and I started telling him the story of how I was praying beforehand. And I asked him, I said, I don't know what you think about Jesus or if you believe or not, but this is what just went on with me, and i got to tell you, sir. And as I was telling him, the man started to cry. This old man started to cry. I spent about an hour, hour and a half with him just talking outside. And he proceeded to tell me things like, Son, you don't know how significant that one little word is. See, I was I was kind of arguing as I was crossing town on my way out of town. God, there's got to be more to it than just blessings. But the thing I would get was, the man in the store will understand. So there again, you know, I'm thinking, well, I'm probably losing my mind, but I'm going to do it. He said that one little word was so significant because this man, he lost his son which was not just his son, but his best friend, his business partner. You know, he was really close to his boy. And he, he, he's been struggling with the business, with his family. And he's been praying, God, show me that you're still here, that you still care. Send something, send somebody. Send. And I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. I believe God used me to take that one little word to this man. And I'm excited to see what comes of it because I don't get that kind of reaction out of a lot of older people when something will hit them so, so deeply. I got a new friend in Christ now, this old man. It's awesome. But the, the significance of one little word, we say we want to help. We want to do things for people. We want to see them healed and prosperous and but if we're not obedient with just a little bitty things, how can we ever expect the world around us to change? It ain't going to happen. The little things is what really matters. And if we can be obedient with the little things, it'll be the big things that we're going to see. And I believe here at Cornerstone, God's here and God's working. Just remember, He loves you and He loves all His other children. Be obedient. Let's grow together. Let's see God work. Oh, I'm excited.
but at least I didn't cry bad. Amen. Yeah, we were all crying earlier in the first service. I just want to share something that happened to Mary. Mary's the one who said, let it be done unto me according to your word. But she said probably the most prolific, the most deep words of the entire New Testament in John chapter 2, verse 5. When she said these few words, now listen, listen to what these words are from Mary. Whatever he, and that's Jesus, so whatever Jesus says to you, do it. Let me say those words again. Whatever Jesus says to you, do it. We need to be obedient to the Word of God. See, the seed of the Word of God comes in and brings life into us, these vessels. But then that life, that abundant life, is to be shared. And it's supposed to outpour through fruit that has seed in it. And the seed that has been implanted in us, that seed needs to be shared with others. Thank you for your obedience. For what he says to do, just do it. As Mary said. Proverbs 16.23 says, Winsome words pour from a heart of wisdom, adding value to all you teach. Nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words, for they release sweetness to our souls and inner, and inner healing to our spirits. You want inner healing within your spirit? Are you struggling with something today? Is there an emotional issue, an addiction, anything that you're struggling with today? I'm telling you, the Word of God cleans you out from the inside out. Matthew, or let me share Proverbs again, one more area of Proverbs, chapter 18, verses 20 through 21. It says, sharing words of wisdom are satisfying to your inner being. I would say that that would be satisfying to your inner being when you share words of wisdom. Why? Because you're in the center of God's will. You're in the seed, the, the germination of the seed of God's will, and it's touching others. Sharing words of wisdom are satisfying to your inner being. It encourages you to know that you've changed someone else's life. Your words are so weighty that they have the power to bring life or release death. And the one who loves it will eat its fruits. This is from the Word of God. Your words are so heavy and so weighty that you're either going to, as you speak, you're either going to bring life as you speak, or you're going to bring death. There's no neutral words. Everything has some type of meaning. There's no circumstances that are like, oh, I wonder. It says, by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be judged. Every word that we speak has meaning. It either brings life or death. Jesus tried to explain how this worked. He was walking by a fig tree, and that fig tree wasn't producing fruit. And so he cursed the fig tree with his mouth. He just cursed it, and then he went on, and they went into town. And on the way back, the disciples were like, Whoa, look at that fig tree. It's all withered away. So Jesus tried to explain to them and to us 
how huge the Word of God is, how huge it is when we speak. And he said it this way, and it's in um, Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. And so Jesus answered them saying, have faith in God. So the first thing he's saying is, have faith that the word is, is huge in you. Have faith that the seed is alive in you. Have faith and believe. Accept it as Mary did. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Have faith in God. And verse 23 he says, for assuredly, for most assuredly, for verily, verily, or and then whatever your Bible says, but basically he says, now listen, I want you to get this part. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says, again speaking, to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but actually accepts the word and actually speaks it in faith. That's Now those are my words I added. And as I get back to the verse, but believes that those things which he says will be done he will have whatever he says therefore I Jesus I say to you whatever things you ask again with your mouth ask when you pray again that's praying to God believe that you receive them and you'll have them that's a promise from Jesus that says when you have faith in the word of God within you and you begin to speak to mountains, that mountains have to move in your life. What is the mountain in your life that you want most moved out of your life? Do you have faith that the word of God can move that mountain out of your life? Come on, because the word of God says it already right, right there, right here. Do you have faith enough to believe that the impregnated word, the word that has conceived within you, that came into you and germinated and brought the life of God within you, that you've been born again, not of an incorruptible seed, but the corruptible seed of God, that it's in you and it's going to take care of any issue in your life, any mountain in your life. Again, 1 Peter 1.23, you've not been born again. You've been born again, not a corruptible, but incorruptible seed. And that word of God lives forever. James 1.18 says it like this. God is delighted to give us birth by the truth of his infallible word. He's delighted to give us a new birth, a birth by his infallible word, so that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us and become the first fruits of his creation. See, the word of God in us actually fulfills the destiny that he has given us. And as we speak those words, and as we live in those words, it says we then become the first fruits. Because seed produces fruit of his creation. Wow. So if I could have um, Crystal come on up, we're going to close here. I want to spend some time in, in altar ministry. Well, the one thing I want to know, do you really allow the Word of God into you and have freedom? And are you yielded to it? So look, I want you to just bow your heads right now and ask that question. Am I allowing the Word of God? See, it's not on God's end that there's an issue. God's Word is powerful, amen? God's Word is true. God's Word is incorruptible. God's Word will perform what it's set out to do. God's Word is bigger than anything that we could ever dream of. It says it's impossible not to do what it's sent out to do. That when it's sent out, it will accomplish what it needs to accomplish. The only issue is, is 
let it be done unto me according to your word. Where is the kingdom of God right now if you're born again? Where is the kingdom of God right now if you've been born again? It's in you. Jesus said those words. Jesus says you have the kingdom of God within you. The kingdom of God is in you because he put it in you. You have everything you need if you've been born again. Everything you need to touch others for the kingdom. To be a mountain mover for the kingdom. To walk in exceedingly abundantly above you could ever think or ask mentality because it is true. That's a true mentality to walk in. See, religion tries to clean you up. Man's religion tries to clean you up from the outside and cleans the dirt off of who you are right now, but you're still living in your own flesh. That's where a lot of people are right now. But God's word comes as a seed into you to bring life. Conception takes place. And the life of God begins to germinate within you. And as you yield to it, it grows. And that seed then becomes fruit within you. That's a whole different thing than trying to do it on your own and try to wash the outside. Come on, many of you have been trying to wash the outside for way too long. It doesn't work. It really doesn't work. But God's way always works. Do you need power in your life today? Do you? Is there anybody here that needs power in their life today? Let's, let's all stand up right now. All of you stand up, please. I want you to get this. I don't want you to leave here today without understanding and knowing that his incorruptible word has been given to you if you've been born again. It's just a matter of receiving it and yielding to it. I want you to make your hands like a funnel right now. Make your hands over your head like a funnel. I'm going to give you a word right now. I'm going to speak a word over you right now in the name of Jesus. I call you forth into your destiny now in Jesus' name. I call the seed of God to germinate and come alive within you. And anything dead and dormant in you that's from the God, become alive now in Jesus' name. Become alive now in Jesus' name. Men, I call you forth into your divine purpose and destiny as men. Uh, women, I call you forth into your purpose and destiny as women. Rise up, child of the Most High God, into the purpose and destiny and calling. Let the seed of God bring life into your very being right now. In the name of Jesus, I call abundant life over you in the name of Jesus. Abundant life. The life of God flowing through you. The almighty king of the universe. His glorious life in you. Producing seed. Touching others. Come on. Receive it. Receive. 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 You may put your hands down right now. I'm going to have the altar ministry team come forward right now and get prepared and what I want the altar ministry team to pray one of the things I want you to pray is that conception happens within every person here that the life of the seed of the God brings forth a hundredfold sixtyfold and thirtyfold over them I want each of you to get touched and make sure make sure that you're living as Mary did. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Amen. Amen.
Right now I call. There was some a knee that was messed up in the first service. I still see a knee. Somebody has a knee issue. That knee is healed in Jesus' name. I call that forth now. I speak that over you right now. Healed in Jesus' name. We took authority over cancer. Cancer cannot stand in the kingdom of God. Where's the kingdom of God in you? Is the kingdom of God in you? Does the kingdom of God have cancer in it? Does the kingdom of God have sickness in it? Does the kingdom of God have disease in it? Then if the kingdom of God is in you and you yield to the kingdom of God, what's going to happen to that inside of you? Come on, it goes. It can't stand. It can't be there. If you have any emotional issues, or you have any anxiety, if you've been fighting any depression, depression cannot stand in the kingdom of God. Come on. I've got the answer, and it isn't in a pill. It's in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak life over you in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. Rise up. Rise up into who you are. Do you really think that God would put his incorruptible seed in you and give you a mission in this life and say, oh, by the way, I'm going to have you in your sick bed all the time in depression. Is that from God? Come on. Press in. You are called for greatness. You are created for such a time as this. Call in to that. Press into that in the name of Jesus. I'm going to ask you to start coming forward now. And as the team lays hands on you, we're going to break off stuff off of you right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. You can come forward right now in the name of Jesus.